This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to the Oxventure Dungeons and Dragons podcast. It's a D and D, and sometimes other game podcast where we listen to uh, old episodes of Oxventure and talk about them. I'm Jane. I play Prudence the Tiefling Warlock, and in Blades in the Dark, I play Zilla the Cutter. I'm Andy, and I play Edvard, uh, who is in Blades in the Dark. He's the science one, and he's in this episode, which mm. is Blades in the Dark: Murder at Volusport Academy. Is what we're listening to today. Yeah, and it's an Edvard special. Well, so. I think this is more of a Lilith episode, to be honest. A Lilith special, yeah. Yeah, because it's all like, it's all spooky ghost stuff, which is kind of Lilith's, um, this whole wheelhouse, which was quite nice for me. I got the sort of sense that this was more of a Lilith focused adventure. So I was a bit more along for the ride, which is nice as a player because you get to sort of support the other person uh, getting their story across, but also just sort of muck around in the background, which is mostly what Edvard does in this episode but it was a uh it was entertaining for me to sort of just play edvard as a sort of former university prankster which is what i was trying to get across in this episode and give us the pitch for this episode since you mentioned the university well there's been a murder as the title suggests um at the university and so but there's something something not quite right about the murder there's something a bit supernatural about it so um Edvard and Lilith are dispatched to the university and there's, it's a crime scene. So they've got to get they've got to get inside, first of all. But yeah, then they've got to break in and do a bit of CSI Volusport, which is fun. Are you a fan of that kind of crime procedural show? Yeah, it was more like um, those sorts of like crime investigation video games where you've got to find all the clues that are like sort of glowing a different colour in um, the university, which is, I think what sort of informed luke's description of the place but it was uh yeah it was great looking at the sort of blood spatter looking for like the books that had been accessed beforehand and there was there were ghosts involved so obviously uh ellen got to sort of shine with her affinity to ghosts and then well i don't want to spoil the ending but we get a bit it builds to a big sort of climactic uh encounter at the end which was um quite quite scary actually yeah well we can talk about that after we've listened uh before that though how are you doing yeah i'm good thanks we were in boston recently for um pax east which was which was great um got to play play some games uh got to do a oxventure show with uh, jasmine jasmine bullard the uh that bronze girl world builder for critical role she uh graciously agreed to guest with us on uh, on an oxventure which was uh yeah it was really good fun so that'll be coming to the channel soon you'll be able to see that for yourself Next week, in fact, yeah. if you weren't at PAX Boston, or even if you were, in fact, you can watch the PAX Oxventure D&D special featuring Jasmine next week at youtube.com slash Oxventure. Yeah, I, I, I wonder what kind of a, uh, what kind of an impression we made. 
<laughs> considering how the story went. But um, yeah, you'll have to... I mean, you haven't seen it either, have you, Jane? You don't know what happened. I wasn't there. Yeah. I have no idea. So let's just say um, Egbert committed... How would I describe them? Atrocities. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. So uh, yeah, look forward to look forward to that. I think the atonement clock has been reset. I went to see the Dungeons and Dragons movie last week. How was it? That was enjoyable. I was at the, I was at the premiere. Ooh, so. Oh yeah. In fact, I remember. I think I was on this podcast talking about what on earth to wear. So ah, there you go. What did you wear? I wore like a red suit. Ah, nice. So it was kind of like um, business prudence. Yeah, exactly. So very nice. Business formal prudence. Yeah. And it was very enjoyable. I think the film finds like a good balance for people who are into D&D and people who don't really know anything about D&D. From where I'm sitting, I think it, it, it found a good balance of those things. Like there are, there's enough fan service, enough references to be kind of enjoyable, but not so much. I'm quite like, I'm quite averse to pandering fan service. And I'm glad sure. to say I, I, it, that's not what it felt like. So I'm oh, glad okay, of that. Cool. And I don't think you would be mystified if you if you had never played D anD D in your life. Yeah. I, I think it would it would feel like a a fun fantasy movie to have a good kind of uh, amount of humor in it. Yeah, ah, it's fun. Nice. It's fun and funny, and it looks really nice. It looks like a really upmarket like Renaissance fair, but in a in a good way. <laughs> yeah. And you know the magic stuff looks cool. Yeah, and all the performances are really good. And- uh, yeah, I'll be checking it out this weekend probably. I also want to see John Wick Four because um, that looks awesome. We were on the uh, the BBC talking about D and D as well. That happened this week. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, we were on the BBC News. We were on the BBC website. Apparently, we were on the World Service. Oh really? So people people around the world might have caught us dressed up as pirates yeah and... it was a feature on what is D anyway which is the kind of thing that the bbc and every other mainstream outlet like runs every yeah. every few years well i saw the um the thumbnail on twitter was a picture of you and me in our costumes and the title was why do some adults love playing dungeons and dragons oh no we're some adults yeah i saw it had <laughs> over 100 comments and i'm like well i'm not reading those but, oh, uh, I'm sure they were all I'm really sure affirming, and like you know, people who yeah. like D and D stepping up and saying, "Hey, I'm I'm some such adult, and I'm yeah. just I'm perfectly normal." But it's cool. My grand my grand saw me on the news, so she was very excited. Well, that's really the the main point. That's the main of, thing, isn't it? Of being on the BBC. Yeah. yeah. Apart from that, I've been playing a lot of Resident Evil Four, which continues to delight. Good. Have you not finished it yet, or are you on New Game Plus now? Well, I've yeah, I finished it, um, but oh, okay. um, yeah, making my way through again. New Game Plus. You get to carry over all your cool stuff again. Oh, so it's just easy this time. Yeah, complete walkover. I think I yeah, I think people forget like how fun it is to be ludicrously overpowered in video games sometimes. <laughs> so just like running back through the early scrub villages with like a, a completely upgraded striker shotgun is uh, is a real treat. Empowering, yeah, I can imagine. It's great. All right, cool. Let's listen to Murder at Volusport Academy. Yes, a Blades in the Dark adventure. A Blades and in the Dark. I'll joint. see you back here afterwards. Hello everyone and welcome back to Oxventure Presents Blades in the Dark. I'm Luke and gosh, which of the rogues gallery is joining me today? I am uh, Lilith and I am a whisper. Shh, I talk to ghosts. And I am Edvard Lumier, the inventor of a mechanical man. My marketing department has informed me I can't refer to as wonderful until I make some improvements and they stop (laughs) pulling their own heads off. So we're in R&D at the moment, uh, hoping to launch... 
Q3. If it could just stop begging for death, then that would... Just can't get around the begging for death problem. I don't understand it. Yeah. The R&D stands for robots and death. (laughs) The robot and death department. Just so it's quite the rum situation anyway. Well, speaking of the wonderful mechanical man, um, before we kick off today's adventure, why don't we cover off a little bit of downtime, seeing as uh, I think... We haven't had either of you in a in, in an adventure in a while. Um, Edvard, you've got one free downtime action, I think, because you um, you weren't here for the last. And Lilith, you've got two free downtime activities. If you would like a reminder of the current long-term projects that the gang has on, we've got Casimir's Cane, which currently has two of eight pieces filled. We've got Better Doctor, uh, which has one, two, three, four of six filled, and Wonderful Mechanical Man, which has two of eight. Mm, I did promise the old man I'd help him out with the cane, so I should probably get that out of the way first before I focus on my Wonderful Mechanical Man. Great, 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 great. All right, well, um, roll me for that. Tell me what you're. Tell me what you're doing to to the cane. Okay, well, this is a tinker roll. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm. Do I am I revealing what I'm doing to the cane, or am I just saying that I'm making just improvements to it? Let's, why don't we keep it mysterious? Because I think uh, I, I I don't want I think I mean I hope I speak for the audience here. I don't want to know what the cane is until it's finished and ready to be yeah. presented. But but I'm super super psyched to see it. So yeah, give me talk. Tell me in cryptic in cryptic terms. Okay, well first of all, I mean the old cane is frankly an embarrassment. Just made of wood and brass. Didn't do anything. Just, I mean, it may as well have been a stick, for goodness sake. So, um, what I've done is uh, I've examined the cane. I've um, determined that it would have just as much support uh, if it were hollow and we were able to put um, certain mechanical elements inside. And I've been working on trying to come up with uh, the right alloy metal that will allow uh, flexibility and strength, but also durability uh, for the improvements that I'm going to add. Lush. So here we go with the roll. That is a two and a hey, six. Nice. A six. Wow, great work. Uh, A six fills three spots on on the thing. So that goes from two to one, two, three, four, five. Gosh. Nice. Right. Now there are three. I'm just counting. It's a very odd constellation dice. That is definitely six. (laughs) Yeah. Nice, very good work. Uh, cool, the cane has progressed nicely. Um, how about you, Lilith? I would like to uh, help with the doctor situation. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, how 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 do I roll for that? Well, um, however you like, really. Um, the last last we heard, Casimir had had basically approached a vet about trying to. Um, you know, basically seeing if, if they would be up for doing some off-the-books physical mending. So mm-hmm. perhaps there's something you can do that would push that forward a little. I'd like to, you know, I do I do some, you know, when I'm not doing crimes, I'm over at the university and we, we do have uh, a medical uh, training thing there where you know doctors appear from every once in a while yep. uh so i'm gonna ask around and see if there's anyone there who wants to you know get some extra training in under their belt um you know get some practice in um and uh see if they'll help us out very nice okay so roll me for that then okay okay that's a three a three okay so that fills just one just one just one piece of pie but that takes us from one two three four two five which is good and then you do in fact have another 
uh, downtime activity. Um, I would like to try and reduce some heat for oh, okay. us again. Yep. Um, I'm kind of doing okay personally, so I'm, I'm just trying to help out the group at the moment. Yeah, I'm gonna go around and be and be like, oh yeah, I know, like there's been like some like ghost dinosaurs and things, but there definitely wasn't us. <laughs> Ghost dinosaurs. It's it's fine. Don't worry. Don't worry, Edvard. Feel like it was a whole thing. Feel like someone should have mentioned the ghost dinosaurs. <laughs> it was a, a basilisk. Um, <laughs> in, entirely different. Entirely. Yeah, different. yeah, 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 yeah. That's a different giant lizard. Hmm. Um, what you get up to in your spare time is none of my business. As long as it doesn't okay. turn up here. All right. Okay, that's just a two. Okay, you've reduced um, heat by one so that is still helpful because the heat i mean it's on yep that's it's well on. there we go you we've taken it down from one to zero which sounds great but last time there was an escapade it was a barnaby and casimir situation and there was so much heat that they actually added a wanted level so <gasps> but but you have but you have reduced heat by one so that's really good news um Fantastic! Right, good job, everyone. We are we are making progress towards our goals. I added a um, cushion into Casimir's cane. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in fact, let's. I tell you what. Before we also kick in, let, uh, kick off. Let's check in. How's everyone doing in terms of harm and stress currently? I'm on one stress, and I'm clear of harm. I managed Amazing. to avoid stuff. So great job, Lilith. How about you, Edvard? Okay, so I've got no harm and five stress. Five stress. Okay, great. Well, we find you in the back room of Eleanor's largely legal antiques. Edvard, you are uh, you are just finishing your work on on Casimir's cane, the the latest development. And Lilith, you are deep in thought because in preparation for the assault on the Dimmer Mansion, you were tasked with finding out how to deal with the second door to the Sisters' Vault, guarded by a demon in thrall to the cult. Your only lead was a name, Esketra, and the sure knowledge that if anyone in Volisport knows what this thing is. That knowledge is probably to be found in Volisport Academy, where you are doing your studies um, in uh, in White in the White Crown District. Your mentor, Spectrology Professor Emmeline Penderin, might be able to help you think. I really like my teacher's name, Edvard. What, what do you know about uh, demons? Demons. Uh, nothing, I'm afraid. I, I tend to focus more on the uh, the scientific than the supernatural. I am I do have an interest in the supernatural, um, but nothing I've... I mean, it's more ghosts. Nothing I've seen really to do with demons. Um, yeah, sorry, can't really help you there. Uh, well, the thing is, there's this... I thought you might be interested in this one because um, it's also a little bit mechanical it's to do with locks hmm. so there are basically you know magical doors that you know are this yes. combination of demon and m mechanical and really it's honestly your... a very fascinating area of science actually the combination of ghosts with scientific advances um like for example when we were in the dimmer mansion zilla was telling me about the door that was it's like a programmable ghost or something yes yeah honestly like... it's absolutely fascinating very interesting well, how do you fancy uh, a trip? See, when I'm not here, I'm actually uh, studying and doing research over at the university. Ah, um, would, would, you, would you like to come and, you know, help me ask around and find out some things? Absolutely. Well, it's a nice day for it. Take a walk. 
Why yes, not? yeah, the, the grounds are absolutely beautiful. He checks some books out from the library for me. Would that be? Yeah, of course. Oh, capital. All right, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, nice. It is indeed a beautiful day, or as beautiful a day as is ever managed in Volusport, which means that you think probably past the the permanent layer of smog. I can almost you see ca- the sun. You, get, you can almost see the sun. <laughs> glimpses of blue sky. Uh, and there is a, a fresh breeze coming in off the sea that is wafting away quite a lot of the stench. And you make your way to Volusport Academy, which, as you've described, Lilith, is indeed a really beautiful building. It's a very uh, old... Um, uh, stone series of, of colleges. The campus is broken into three separate colleges, in fact, each one a pillar of understanding representing the body, mind, and soul. You've got the College of Imperial Science, which is where you know history, study, study stuff like that. The College of Naval Command, which is all to do with warfare and leviathan hunting. And then you've got the College of Immortal Studies, Lilith, where you do most of your work. This college started as a theology department. But now classes include history, philosophy, spectrology, which is what you study, pre-cataclysm studies, music, and theatre studies. It's all a bit artsy-fartsy so over there, isn't it? It's a hey. well. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> a, the fact that it's a humanities department is, I think, the in-universe reason why Lilith can spend so much time doing crime elsewhere. <laughs> It's a real like it's a two out two contact hours a week situation. Yeah, yeah didn't I have time for I that in my studies. I was too busy <laughs> building uh, death rays. Yeah, we have we, the the lab sessions aren't as long as in that they don't they don't really exist. We're encouraged to just go and do our own research. <laughs> so you think someone here will know about this uh, this demon we're after? Yes, uh, one of my professors, um, Emmeline. Um, she is. Uh, quite widely versed in this sort of stuff so I think if we go to her right. what are her office hours? Questions, uh, it, well, there's only she only teaches like two classes a week so <laughs> whenever really <laughs> Gosh, it's been, it's been a long time since I've been back at university. Maybe we could go to the uh, the student union after this have a couple oh, of yes. pints Yes, yes, of course uh, the, the dirty pints, which they're, they're called that because the glasses are all not very clean here it's, it's very difficult to get the grease off <laughs> Uh, as you um, as you you regale each other with 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 campus stories, um, you stroll through uh, said said campus and come There's up. There's the statue the... of the founder. I put a traffic cone on his head during uh, during <laughs> Rag Week. I was quite the japes we used to get up to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, I was expelled. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite the oh. quite the scandal. <laughs> See, I thought I, I heard that story, and I was so surprised that it didn't become this thing where you know, whenever it's taken off, someone else just puts another traffic cone on top of it. But mm. yeah, I, I guess yeah. The turns out of Edward was the first one to do it, and everyone was so shocked and upset. <laughs> Classic. We dismantled the uh, the dean's uh, carriage actually, and we reassembled it on the roof of the college. Um, but then several people did slip and fall from the roof and were killed. Yes. The, the crusty old dean was yeah. so upset that he retired. He well, he yeah, he retired and then died <laughs> as well. It was quite the body count for Rag Week that week. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, as you, yeah, as you are regaling each, each other with the with these tales, you you approach the College of Immortal Studies, a large, square, imposing uh, stone building built in the old style. Mm-hmm. You can't get to the front door though, because outside there is a crowd of students all murmuring and uh, uh, two blue coats, officers of the law who were stood in front of the main door and yeah quite a, quite a crowd is assembling it seems that some, something has happened 
what's going on? Okay, so I, I kind of like nothing's happened to your professor. I hope, I hope not either. Uh, this could be uh, this could be worrying. This could, be a, could be a very short adventure. <laughs> mm. I I um try and like see through the crowd. I try and like ease my way through and get to the front and and have a look and see what's going on. Nice. Um, no need to roll me for that, I don't think. Although there is a crowd here, they're not exactly sort of you know pressing in and panicking. They're all these are students who have showed up for for lectures for across all studies, only to be refused entry by the blue coats, which is odd. As you get closer, Lilith, um, you spot someone who you do recognise, a Professor Michter, who is the head of the college. Professor Michter appears to be somewhat dishevelled and is talking. Uh, to the blue coats in, in hushed tones. Then he turns around and, and, and calls for silence to the crowd and says, um, I'm sorry, everyone. There's been an incident. Please, everyone, return to your dormitories. There are more blue coats inside, completing an investigation. For now, we can say no more, but please, all classes t- today and most likely for the next few days are are, are cancelled. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, the the assembled crowd of students are like, wait, uh, and you know, cancel, cancel. Yeah, it, yeah. In that way that you are excited about cancelled lectures in university and like forgetting at the time that they're very expensive and you're paying. Yeah. For them. Um, so the the students sort of start start to dissipate. Um, Professor Michter uh, goes goes inside, leaving just uh, two blue coats stood on the door. I've seen this before, Lilith. It seems like probably what's happened is that uh, some prankster has created a confetti bomb they were going to set off in the quad, but it went off in their face, killing them. <laughs> it's all too, all too common a story. All too, you hate to see it. Yeah. Wow, this, your university days were quite wild. Um. Mm, lucky to survive them, if I'm honest. Yeah. Well, it, it's usually a lot calmer here, but like, I've never seen like an entire building kind of well, closed off should i'm we, worried about your lecturer yeah i mean should we see if we can get closer and find out what's actually happened yeah i think i'll ask one of the, the blue coats you know if it's possible to reach uh one of the professors yeah good idea yeah. you distract them <laughs> okay <laughs> so I go, I go up to one of the blue coats uh and i'm like hold it there no further please uh yes sorry officer um i i want to try and get hold of the uh, uh, Professor Emmeline uh, Pendleton, and try and I I, I want to I, ha- I have an appointment uh, to talk with her. Penderin. Penderin. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. <laughs> I I do go to this university, honestly. <laughs> I uh don't think she'll be making that appointment now or ever. Wait, has has something happened to her? Confetti bomb. Oh yes. Well, um, mustn't really disclose any more than that uh there has been an incident uh that is all i am allowed to tell you at present if you would uh please step away we are out as yet my my colleagues are inside attempting to uh, determine the nature of the incident they should be out shortly to issue a report to me but at no point will i be informing you of any of this miss if you wouldn't mind going away okay and he, and he sort of settle, settles back into his kind of door blocking cross well, arm while this has been going on I've just been scoping out the windows see if I can see anything through through the ground floor windows cool make me a uh, make me a make me a make me a peeping roll a peeping, peeping. so that's I guess study study 
right? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds All right. Like it could be. Oh, it's a two. Okay. Um, you can't see. Uh, you can't see anything. You can hear voices um, talking inside. Uh, you get the impression that um, if there was some way to get this this window open just a little, you could probably hear what they were saying inside. But as it is, nothing. Mm. Okay, I jam a flathead screwdriver under the window and just crack it a little. Cool. Um, yeah, you you. That's, that's a thing to roll for. It's very much in your wheelhouse. I think you're okay. Actually, no. Yeah, roll roll me for it. Let go on. Oh, go on. Let, right. This is just to, this is just to see if. Uh, this is to see if um, if anyone inside notices you doing it. Okay, so is this a rec roll? Yeah. Okay, a rec roll. That's a five. You crack open the window and just leave it up. It makes a subtle creaking sound, but nothing too loud. And suddenly the voices that are inside you can you can hear a bit more clearly. It's two blue coats talking uh, amongst themselves about nothing in particular. Um, then you hear another... And you can sort of see a little bit as well, kind of through the through the gap here. You see another a blue coat enter uh, and sort of dust off his hands and say, "Well, frankly, I'm ready to rule this misadventure. If you want my professional opinion as a investigator, well, it's a terminal case of clever clogs." And the other two, uh, the the other two both chuckle. With these hoity-toity intellectual types will meddle with things that none of us are supposed to understand sometimes they will pay the price look uh i don't think this is one that we need to uh investigate particularly doesn't look like murder to me seems like some sort of as i say spectral misadventure but i'll tell you what you two keep stationed on the door outside rotating shifts just for the next few days just so that it looks like we're making an effort in case the uh, case the you know Lord Almighty professors get a bit uh, get a bit fidgety about exactly how much we care about this, which is frankly not at all. So uh, pubs are open. Who's joining me for a drink? Uh, and they all leave the room. Lilith, at your station back outside the college, um, the door swings open behind the the blue coat stood there, and um, and three of them emerge, whisper something to the. Uh, to the blue coat stood there and he goes huh case of clever clogs and uh, the three of them depart leaving just that one who is now stood in front as I say miss go about your business alright I wander over to Edvard quietly steaming distinct strain of (laughs) anti-intellectualism at this uh, in this police department Lilith real town and gown situation I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what you heard, but I heard like case of the clever clogs. Like, oh, well, I it reckon... sounds a lot like your professor has. They've ruled it misadventure. It sounds like she was dabbling in the dark arts and came a cropper. Well, maybe that's what they think. But like, we're so we have so such strict rules here. Like, we can't just experiment. It's not like the Dimmer Sisters where they're splicing ghosts together. So we you have to be respect foul play. Yeah, we have to be so careful. We have to adhere to so many rules when we're here. And, like, I, to be honest, I was a little bit worried about asking her about the doors because, you know, they are such, you know, dark magic. It's it's not, looks like, it's the sort of stuff that's locked away in the library. You know, you you wanted me to get some library books for you. Well, I couldn't be able to get one of those library books without about 50 permission forms. Well, why don't we get in there and investigate the crime scene ourselves? All right. Yeah. Well, I would like to flash back quickly 
to uh, my uh, orientation rag week, um, yeah. wh- where I joined um, like as as a, a kind of PhD researchy person, and invented a bra bomb. <laughs> and basically, I was shown uh, my fellow spectrology department people um, basically have like a hidden network of uh ways around the place because while we you know ghosts are obviously real and we believe in them we also a little bit of a prankster ourselves with one one tunnel in particular jumping out in the uh, drama department's little mini theater which is quite fun during a performance to be like when they don't realize it just these hidden trap doors and stuff so yeah i know that there is uh a particular um tree a very old tree that was planted there um by a very old um, monarch of Volusport, um, and I go over to it, and just behind it is like a grate, which you know is assumed to be for ventilation and stuff, and it looks like it's all overgrown, um, but actually it's just very cleverly disguised, um, and I pull it too. Excellent. Um, well, this sounds like an engagement role sort of situation, to be honest. Oh, um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, if we are attempting to um, trespass unseen, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, okay, so let's go through. Uh, first, uh, load. How much uh, How much are you taking in? I'm going to go for a normal load. Normal load, this cool. Is, or maybe, you know what, I'm going to go for a heavy load, because this, oh. this, yeah. this is my place, you know. So if I'm carrying loads of stuff, they're not going to suspect me. So I'm going to go for a heavy load. Cool. Possibly you showed up to this university expecting a quiet and civil conversation, but with a, a large bag full of odds and ends um, yeah. that, that you thought might... Uh, I was going to drop some stuff off at my desk, you know, that I've got sure. in, in the office that I share sure. with some people. So, How about you, Edvard? Just normal, please. Okay. Um, method, uh, w- which style of plan is this? Assault, deception, stealth, occult, social, or transport? It sounds from your description and setup, Lilith, which was excellent, by the way, that this might be a stealth or possibly a deception if we're trying to lure, trick, or manipulate your way past the guard. Or it could be a classic stealth situation, trespass unseen. And you have, in fact, detailed the point of infiltration, so I think... Sounds like stealth to me. Yeah, Feels like I stealth. Think it's, it's stealth with later on there will be sprinkled in some social stuff because I might bump into some people that are already in the building. But yep. Primarily uh, stealth. Cool. Let's start let's start counting up dice. Well, you've got one for pure luck. Uh is this particularly bold or daring? You know what, actually I'm gonna say maybe this one is not especially bold or daring, just because also Lilith, you, you do know your way around here. It's we are breaking in, but Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to say this one is particularly bold or daring, but that does not reflect how bold or daring you are. Does it expose a vulnerability or hit them where they're weakest? Um, yeah, no, I don't really think so. Friends or contact provide aid. I feel like you've already te- ch- checked that, Lilith, with your um, sneaky method mm-hmm. way of getting in. Mm-hmm. And finally, because you are such sneaky shadows, your second story special ability gives you an extra dice on the engagement roll when you execute a clandestine infiltration. So that's three. Here come three ones. Oh my god. What? Is that a okay, good or on, a bad? Hang on, hang on. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just going to hold these up. It's fine, Edvard. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. <gasps> now, 
That is the highest result you can possibly get. The odds are extremely unlikely. Part of me wants to make this like a one because it's six six six. Like, like there could the be no more. Cur- there could be no more but cursed. The, the devil's roll. The devil's box car. Tetralogy and yep. this doesn't bode well. Demons. Doesn't bode well. Oh no! It's just um, on theme. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, you know what? We're try- We're investigating demons. That's. I- Wow, I wow. think I might actually have cursed myself planning this campaign. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Okay. Okay. Well, hopefully, if something happens to me, this adventure will give you all the tools you need to figure out exactly the what dice to play. just spell out Bagul. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, Lilith, tell me about this. Tell me about this secret passage. Uh, well, basically, it's you know, it once once you're in, it's you know standing room it, it, you can't you have to like crouch in and under but it, it's just it's just very like cleverly disguised um with kind of fairly magical like they it looks like the roots have like grown up into it but actually it's just it's just hidden um and inside it's actually quite you know clean it's it's fair it's used fairly often so it's not like dusty or cobwebby or anything um it's just a nice quick way for the spectrology uh, students and staff to get between lessons like if you tell anyone about it who isn't um like who's enrolled anyway like edvard's fine because he's been expelled uh, but if you let any of the other staff Sent within down the building briefly. know he's <laughs> allowed to come back when uh, okay okay i remove the traffic cone <laughs> it, it's it's just it's quite nice like there's some very uh pretty sconces along the wall they're very ornate and they're kind of like glowing with an ethereal light yeah there's just like a a little it's it's a bit like a bit like the dimmer sisters rooms but it's obviously like been well looked after um, rather than forgotten about as you are uh sauntering down this clean and dry and and comfortable uh passage um you you actually uh find a, a little nook um cut into the wall where it looks like, my goodness, some uh, some ragweek scoundrels have been um, plotting an excellent prank because uh, some of those um, lethal confetti cannons that you mentioned, um, Edvard, you recognise a, a few of them. <laughs> and also clearly placed here where they thought no one would spot it. But um, but uh, today you're just you're just so perceptive, both of you, just hidden behind hidden behind a, a loose brick in this alcove is a a little pouch um that uh that is has a sewn on label that says prank kitty and inside is two coin hey nice so yep add that to the coffers i also take these confetti cannons as well oh yeah and they do not count against your load um you just can have them this this passage brings you up inside um one of the inside the the kind of central lobby of the um of of the college building um there is no one around and you can hear absolutely nothing it seems that the whole building has been evacuated because of well obviously because something went down here and looking down on 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 one hand you can see the corridor that leads to the the main entrance and you can sort of see through the glass um the the blue coat who is stood outside looking away from you um actually from the kind of like slow slump and heave of their shoulders you think that he's probably already fallen asleep so you are very much in here with uh 
completely undetected. Great. There is a yeah, there there's a set of stairs in here and um, and signs leading to all the different departments that are located within the this college. All right, which way, Lilith? Okay, so we need to go um, up to the. We're on like one of the top floors. Like we, spectrology, it's it's very you know stereotypical. We have to be in like the tall, spooky part of the castle. Um, so it's up in the furthest corner in a really cool tower with a nice pointy spire. What we need to do is we need to sneak past this guy um, and get up and try and find uh, our way to where Emmeline was and see what, like, try and have a look at the, the crime scene ourselves. Mm. Yep. Um, I, I probably wasn't very clear before. No need to sneak past this guard. He does not know you're there. He's outside the building. You're inside and ah, he has no idea that you that you, yeah. that you came in. Got in. So, and the building appears to be empty so you can um, you can stroll we'll on up. Place. <gasps> Let's just yeah. head up there. Oh, it's like it's an inset day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, you 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 climb up the um, the marble staircases that wind up through the building, up to the spectrology um, department. Uh, it's it's rather rather small. Um, it's basically one corridor with rooms coming off of it. Um, some seminar rooms. There's a, a lecture theatre uh, at the end for for larger um, you know gatherings. And you know exactly where Emmeline um, Pender Professor Penderin's office is Lilith because of course you've spoken to her many times it's just one of the rooms um, coming off of off of this corridor but something else catches your eye as you take your first steps down this corridor which is at this point dimly lit steps echoing things are starting to feel a, a little bit spooky here and you notice that uh, on the floor there are some uh, signs of a struggle and a pool of blood around a broken door, what looks like the door to a broom closet, um, has been shattered and smashed. And as you peer around to look into this broom closet, you do indeed see on the ground the body of Professor Penderin. It's lying face down uh, in a in a pool of blood, uh, and you can see very very clumsily and lazily um the blue coats of they haven't even do done a chalk outline around the body they've just drawn an arrow uh in the corner just to sort of indicate oh, it, it was, yeah <laughs> it was it was roughly here mm. i fished a essay out of one of the little folders on one of the office doors and i'm reading it it's like this is utter rod do you want to change the marks on any of these while we're in i assume they grade <laughs> on a curve if you want to just <laughs> bump yourself up yeah, Lilith. You know what? Um, for the for the six 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 roll, um, if you want to just like finish riding that wave, I'll let you uh, alter your marks if you want, so that you. Um... Um, oh, that, that, that's okay. Um, I because because I'm in a research position, it's it's more that um, it's less marks. Like th see these these markings here, it's less a mark and more of a kind of like okay, we will, you know, let you continue your research, so I'll just, like, sneakily be like, yes, you continue, and <laughs> yeah, just yeah. change it to a yes. You put, you put a, you put a funding, a funding approved stamp. Yes. On, uh, on, on your research. Yeah. I changed the essay I'm reading to uh, a third, and I say, terrible rot. Re <laughs> re <laughs> rethink your opinions. I, I, check is... the, I check the name, and I'm like, 
oh yeah i don't like them yeah yeah he won't shut up in lessons and yeah, yeah no you can tell, I like you it can tell. the ones that i sit in on yeah there is a, a there is another rubber stamp nearby that's that says terrible rot when you um, dunk stamp it on Okay, uh, so inside this broom closet with the with the smashed door and the the face down body of Professor Penderin. Oh my god, there's a body here. Sorry, I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's blood everywhere. Here is the crime scene. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I would like to kind of like take a little look around the professor um, and like see where the blood has come from like see where wounds it's come might from be. inside her it was inside her and now it's outside her. <laughs> cause of death blood is outside <laughs> inside blood got outside yeah that should inside all be inside <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true i just want to know where from though like where's the hole it's, they, they usually come out of like a bit of a hole and then bleh. Uh, make me roll for this then, Lilith. Um, this strikes me, Edvard, as what might be a good occasion for you to help, seeing as you mm-hmm. are both investigating. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ever want to help um, another another uh, another teammate with a roll um, for just for for the cost of only one stress, they can add an extra dice to that to that roll. Um, or you can just make your two separate rolls, whatever you prefer. Um, yeah, I'll do a study roll. Okay, cool. Okay. All right, both of you roll study then. It's a five. I've got a three and a five as well. Yeah, you um, you you begin your you begin your search. The body is face down, and you are both reluctant to turn it over um, because these are of, new shoes. These are new shoes <laughs> slash obvious interference with the crime scene that maybe even these blue coats would uh, would would consider to be not cool. You do, however, notice that on the on the walls and the door frame around this broom closet are long scratch marks that look like they were made by nails but I mean some really some nails you know Mm. perhaps claws yeah more like claws yeah those nail marks extend actually you 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 now notice that there there are some like scuffs on the floor as well like little gouges just chipped out out of the stone and as you follow them back these claw marks lead down the corridor and actually seem to lead up to the door of uh, Professor Penderin's office, which is just slightly ajar. Edvard, as you look down, you notice that your new shoes, you have indeed got a little little bit of blood on them. No. Not on the top, not in the sort of delicate the top bit, but but yeah, you may have left a footprint in the uh, in the blood pool back in the back in the closet. Oh, I should probably do something about that. I'm gonna start cleaning up the crime scene now. <laughs> cool. um, okay, uh, Lilith, if, if you want to go ahead, I should do something about that because, I mean, we've already got some heat. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, if you if you want to. Yeah. All right. I clean my shoe off and then I go back to take care of any uh, footprints I've left. Yep. Sure. Okay. Um. Uh. I say what. Make me a role for cleaning up the crime scene, but in a way that a pi- that will look very natural. Right, if, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That'll be finesse, I suppose. I think so. Okay, yeah. so that's two dice. It's a three and a four. Three and a four, okay. Yeah, you... um. You basically what you have to do is mop up quite a lot of the blood, but just try and like take the whole blood puddle in mm. a few inches. Uh, <laughs> I, so... I get it all in a like a J cloth, and then I wring it out a bit further yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, you, but you, you do you do just about manage it. Uh, that would have been two heat, but I'll take it down to one. That'll be the uh, be the sort of complication for that. Meanwhile, Lilith, mm-hmm. uh, you're in the office and uh, taking a look around. No need to roll study in here. It's quite obvious that something is awry inside this room. Everything's quite dishevelled. There's a large ornate desk. Um, that you have sat in front of many times before uh, in conversation with Professor Penderin. The chair that you normally sit on lies on its side, although Professor Penderin's chair appears upright still. There's a chest of drawers against one wall that has been smashed, and uh, again, just generally uh, along the floor uh, and some of the walls and the door frame, some of these claw marks. Um, well, I'd, I'd like to kind of like have a look around um, desk for like a, a diary or something, just in case there's like a list of appointments somewhere. Yeah, great. If it was anything listed. Cool. Uh, so I'm going to study. Four and a four. Four and a four. Okay. Um, you uh, you do find um, on her desk a, a sort of calendar of appointments. There is a, a kind of breakdown of her day yesterday um it it all looks like sort of normal academic business um but then actually sort of in the margins uh after hours there is just kind of scrawled in in pen quickly it says um 9 p.m f question mark okay as you uh as you hunch over the the office you um you 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 suddenly feel a, a chill run down your spine and as you just look to one side, you see uh, the ghost of um, Professor Penderin. And she actually just walks straight through you. Oh, I hate when they do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you roll it for? Um, cool. take, le- take level one harm. Um, oh no! <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything! Take, take, level, take level one harm. Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> Spooky damage. Spooky damage. Yeah, uh, Edvard, at this point, you're presumably joining in the office and you... I you... walk in, I'm like, you would not believe the amount of blood I had to wring out of that <gasps> J-cloth. <laughs> I'm just feeling very, like... Well, there was so much blood in such a small woman. And you, uh... see the, you see the spirit oh. of Professor Penderin just phase quickly through, um, through Lilith. Was that her? Yeah. Lilith, talk to her. I'm, I'm trying... Okay, um, so what I would like to try and do is... Um, compel her okay uh if i can if i can reach out to her and compel her to um tell tell us who did this to her sure so, all right oh. compel her to buy me some oh. new shoes six got a six a six okay nice. uh you you begin the the compelling um and absolutely nothing happens but the fact that nothing happens, Lilith, tells you everything you need to know. This is not a ghost in the traditional sense. This is actually what you, Lilith, uh, know is referred to as an echo. It is the remnant uh, of a ghost on a loop, acting out certain actions that surround a violent or disturbing action. It has no will of its own. Which might explain why it just blankly walked straight through you. And as if it can't see you or has no awareness of either of the two of you now, because it doesn't, the, the ghost of Professor Penderin, uh, having walked through you, walks around uh, to the, the other side of her, um, of her desk and just makes a motion as if she's dragging a chair 
she's not dragging a chair it's just a sort of ghostly mime up to up to her desk she then walks around and, and sits down in her chair and just sits there with um, with tented fingers listening for a while then suddenly she looks up at the door says something but there's no sound and gestures to the seat that she's uh, well gestures to the spot in front of the uh, in front of the desk and just sits there for a while seeming to be listening Oh my goodness! This, I, I've read about these, but I've never actually seen one of these. Okay, Edvard, this is an echo. This is what happened last night. Like this is these only occur around like extremely important, especially in like violent. Oh, if she died in a terrible passion. Yeah, and yeah. and so basically, this is this is if we just watch what happens here we can sort of see how this plays out uh, but don't let it walk through you otherwise yeah i'd like to take um while the ghost damage. was moving um i took some chalk from the blackboard and i've just traced out the path that the ghost takes so i can very avoid it nice very nice very smart the ghost of the professor um having sat there for a little while appears to just kind of slightly glitch uh and then all of a sudden she is like up next to uh stood next to the um next to the desk uh, looks like she's going to leave, but then turns. Looks like she's caught in a moment of indecision. And then instead heads, heads over to the window of the office, which is flanked by thick velvet curtains. She makes some motion with her hands. She almost looks like she's removing something, but it doesn't seem clear what she could be removing. And then walks around to the spot where the tipped over chair is, and just starts making a mime as if like this and then again here just slightly to the other slightly to the right Lilith, do you, do you recognise what she's doing with her hands? I don't know it looks like she's giving someone bunches <laughs> okay I'm going to say it's probably not that yeah I don't think so she wasn't really a hair style person um, I, I go and and take a look at the window to see what might have been there or might be missing. Cool. Uh, so take a study. Uh, two and a three. Yeah, it is. Um, it's it's not clear to you. You walk over. You walk over to the to the curtains. Thick. You you do think. Gosh, it's weird that these. Um, it, it's awfully dark in here. Um, it would be a little less dark with these these curtains. Oh. I know. Um, can I can I have a realization? Even though I rolled a three. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. Yes, yes. Can I then. can I say it would probably be easier to see if we open these window uh, these curtains and then yeah, open the it and is, have a look myself. Let I think open it. Um, because the thing is, I think uh the 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 tassels, the the window ties, the sashes, window sashes are not there anymore. Mm. Um, and so that's what she was tying, rather than bunches. Yeah, I think she was... I I have a feeling whatever happened to her, she was trying to help the person. I think she was tying them to the chair so that they couldn't harm themselves or others, and it didn't work out. Interesting. I think she can was I, trying to can be I a good see professor. The, can I see the ties anywhere in the room? Yes, now that Lilith has said this, Edvard, uh, you... you, you crouch down and kneel in a, in a cool in, investigatory way <laughs> uh, and 
by the tipped over chair actually just underneath you can see shredded remains of some soft velvet uh, curtain ties mm. there it is proof positive oh. proof of Lilith's theory some mm-hmm. kind of monstrous transformation. Mm-hmm. As you um, uh, as you as you hold these these scraps aloft, you spot the uh, you spot that the professor now is leaving the room. Okay, she's right. Fa- faced, um, she she goes she goes to the door of her office, makes a mime as to open it. Obviously, she's not opening it. To close it. She's just clipping through the half open door that's actually there, <laughs> and is out into the corridor. She goes through the door like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She just T-poses straight through the door. <laughs> um, I, I would like to follow her. Edvard, would you like to join? Um, or do you want to have a look around the office a bit yeah, more? Yeah, I'd or? like to, to see if there's anything that could identify what this this creature is, if there are any tracks or um, any sort of physical evidence that's left behind. Cool. I'll follow the echo. You follow the, the gouges, I reckon. Mm. You might find something in that. Okay, uh, let's stick with Lilith first. Lilith, as you move out into the hallway, uh, you see the ghost of the of the professor sort of walk with a with a hurried step down the corridor uh, and take a stop in front of another door. She goes as if to pull something out of her pocket, but her ghostly hand, of course, is empty. And and then again clips through this door. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get closer to it, you um, you see that the door is marked private, faculty access only. And when you try the handle, you find that it is locked. Uh-huh. Lilith, as you move out into the hallway, you see the ghost of the of the professor take a stop in front of another door she clips through this door Mm -hmm. Uh, when you get closer to it you see that the door is marked private faculty access only and when you try the handle you find that it is locked okay all right i go back to edvard and i'm like edvard you're you're good with like mechanical things Mm -hmm. are you good with the locks yeah absolutely what do you need unlocking uh, I've I've got a room. I you know I'm I'm not quite faculty, so I can go into some of the rooms, but not this room. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm I'm a kind of like research fellow. I'm not I'm not I'm not like there's different staff rooms and everything as right, well. We don't, we don't like, need I'm to get into the internal politics like... of the university. Yeah. So hang on. Let me just let me just have a look for monster leavings real quick. Mm-hmm. The main thing that you can see are these 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 gouges, these these claw marks um, that appear to have raked uh, like along the floor. And can I like measure up. them? Can I deduce anything from the size of the creature from the spacing? Yes, good idea. Yes, you can, um, and no need to roll roll for it. Uh, from the spacing, uh, there are they they appear to be sort of in in cluster lines of, of four. Uh, they appear to be a little bit larger than a than a than a human hand. It it, it looks as if something inhuman has has just mm. you know right like yeah that. this is this is bigger than a person this is some something large lilith mm. um yes what is it you wanted me to unlock sorry i um, would like to take off a box of load and pull out my uh fine wrecking tools nice. excellent let's well, get through um, that door yeah we got to go through this door because the echo went there and i need to keep following this echo so, Edvard, uh, facing you is this locked door marked mm-hmm. private faculty access only. What do? 
Um, I would like to... Well, what kind of a lock is it? Um, you know what? It doesn't look like a particularly ornate or special one. It's not even Astor brand. It looks like possibly they... they the... oh, so it might be hard to pick. Unlike those trash <laughs> locks by that moron. Um, okay, well... Uh, okay, I'm going to have a little exploratory go at it with some um, some fine tinkering tools then. Okay. I'm going to do a tinker roll. Okay, we've got a... That's two fives. Two fives. Okay, brilliant. Yes, you get up in there and um, without too much effort, actually, because it's not that fancy a lot, you, you just slide your slide your lockpick in and feel the satisfying, familiar clunk of a lock disengaging. Uh, you turn to Lilith to report uh, how how well it just went. But actually, maybe this lock hasn't been maintained in a little, little while because your, um, your lockpick just catches and just just breaks actually as you're withdrawing it oh which oh a little bit annoying hmm. which parts of the the torsion wrench or the actual pick oh yeah big time <laughs> surely they didn't both break old man whichever bit was whichever bit was inside the hole has remained inside the hole as you um they're both, they, inside, they're both the inside the hole. It's like um, you've the, never picked a lock before. Th- that one. That what was the what the torch the torsion one you said that one the, the tortoise wrench. one your tortoise stick. <laughs> All right. Well, that's easily replaced. Tortoise winch. Yeah, yeah. It's easily replaced. It's um, a minor complication. Uh, yeah, and the door is now unlocked. In fact, as you hear that click, it starts to just swing open, and you both get a good look mm-hmm. at yeah. a medium-sized room it's very um dusty in here and you immediately are hit by the, s- the smell of old books you know the very distinctive aroma of uh yes lilith is very pleasing to you and you see uh, in the murk um the echo spirits of the professor she, she's kind of going like this along along the rows of books she appears to be sort of counting aloud um she's in the b section uh, that's B alphabetical, not the animal. <laughs> uh, although the B the animal would of course yeah. also be in here. Yeah, she's in the section that's full of bees. Yeah, yeah. there's a biography um, of the famous band, the Beeples. The Beeples, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a of course. There's there's you, some you think Beeples she's counting, coffee but she's table. She's actually just swatting away bees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's in the B section, so that Echo is just doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she counts along and then goes like this. turns and walks straight between you. You both actually have to just jump out of her way because uh, she's walking with such determination. And okay, face I'm going right to the door. focus on where the book she took was from. Um, yeah. I'm going to go and see what, what's there, what's missing, what's it between. Nice. Uh, what's it between? Um, it is between uh, it is between a book I got, that, I got that much. Yeah. It is between a tome on baby warlocks and to the other side a tome on basilisks. Lilith, you uh, you you recognise this because there's a, a sort of etching of, of the, the the creature that you saw in its in its long dead ghost form uh, okay. on the on the cover. So the title is B A mm-hmm. something. We know that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pro- probably like bad demons. Or something. <laughs> Bad demons. Possibly. Brackets um, real. 
bad. <laughs> real <laughs> bad demons brackets, real ones. Because <laughs> this one is real. We've seen the real world effects. I I, I would like to, to follow the Echo, um, see where she went with the tome. Sure. Uh, the Echo is headed uh, back to her office. As you follow her in, she walks over to... Um, uh, a spot against the wall she's kind of stood now actually in the ruins of that chest of drawers and you see her mime as if pulling something out from under her arm and just mm. and then then you see her make this motion She's lit a candle. Okay. Okay. Looking down, you see that there is a... That in amongst the wreckage, there is a, there is a candle holder and, um, and a sort of half-burned-down half candle. She, she appears... She looks over at the spot where the chair was. Does a small nod. Appears to centre herself. And looks down, and you see her mouth go like this. She's starting to read. She does this for um, only a few seconds before her she her attention is, is pulled back to the chair. Suddenly she spins around, starts to panic, jumps out of the way, falls on the floor, scrambles up, and kind of half crawl, half runs her way out of the office. As you watch her go, Lilith, she runs to the broom closet, runs through the open door. Shields her face, and then the spirit kind of glitches and flickers and, and goes. Just behind you, you notice it walking back into the office, and it's beginning Starting to loop anew. Starting to loop again. Yep. Oh goodness okay so um where, where is edvard where are you i walk back edvard? into the room I'm like, what was the what was the name you had a name or something of a demon that we were supposed to be looking for i think um, you said back at the antique shop es esca esketra, if I'm esketra. esketra yeah esketra mm, that doesn't help um no but like that that i think that's the one that is is tied to that door but I this might we need to find this book yeah, I'm getting real, like, exorcism vibes here um, that went wrong. Uh, yeah. I think she was Bell, helping book and someone. Candle situation. Yeah, I, I want to have a proper look around the, the broken chest of drawers to see if there's, like, whether the book is around here somewhere. I'd also like to look for the book as well. Yeah. I feel like we need to find this book. Great, I tell you what, let's make this a, um, let's make this a group action. Um, mm -hmm. Who would like to lead it I'll, I'll lead it i'll lead it i have less stress so i'll lead it cool no um, okay so so every uh, when we do a group action everybody rolls and lilith you just take one stress for everyone who rolls a one two okay one. but we take the best roll across the group all right okay. got a six very Brilliant. nice i got a five Nice. Five. Cool. All right. No stress to take. And yeah, Lilith and Edvard, you you both get down on your hands and knees and and just start peering under bits of furniture and and looking around. Lilith, you heft up a big bit of 
wood, a bit of shattered wood from the um, the broken chest of drawers, and under it you find a large book. It is open to a particular page. It looks as if... What did you get? You got a six, didn't you? Mm-hmm. It's clear to you, Lilith, that... Um, that this book was placed on top of the chest of drawers, but when the chest of drawers was smashed, it sort of fell down against the wall and, and slid and was, and was buried under the rubble. But here, you, you pull out this book, blow off the dust, and you are able to uh, read the page that it's open to and the name on the spine. The book is called Geldrick's Guide to Ghost Hunting. That's the sort of subtitle. And above it, in big, sort of copper plate gothic, Banshees. Banshees, part of the Geldrick's Guide to Ghost Hunting is the full title. You find the page that it was on. I tell you what, actually, Lilith, why don't I send you the contents of the page and then you can read them out. All right. Um, I have a horrible theory brewing away in my head. Let me message these to you, this to you, Ellen. Okay. All right, Edvard, do you wanna do you wanna learn some ghost stuff? I mean, not really, but is there well, any way of stopping luck. you? <laughs> okay. Okay. Banshees are vicious and violent spirits that crave nothing more than total possession of a mortal soul, but the claiming of said soul can be a surprisingly slow process. Once possessed by a banshee, a person may still experience periods of lucidity and enjoy full control of their body and mind. Sadly, over time, usually several weeks, these periods become increasingly brief as the banshee's grip tightens. If the victim is able to seek help before possession becomes total, one method for banshee banishment, which is a fun thing to say, that some claim it has merit is to recite the, the first psalm of Lavash Mauve, whose light, it is said, once drove all evil from the world. The sun, the sun so glorious bright, an utterly fantastic sight, at which did weep and wail the blight. By all accounts, this rec- this recitation has an equal chance of simply enraging the banshee. Oh, good. Per- so I think that's maybe what happened. Um, I have always preferred to simply attack and kill the creature instead, though of course this invariably ends the life of the possessed individual as well. The banshee does grant one boon to those foolhardy enough to hunt it, a distinctive tr- spectral trail that, once attuned to, will invariably lead you to the wicked thing as assuredly as a bloodhound traces the path of the fox. Oh, I thought this was just going to be a nice visit to the old alma mater. Yeah. <laughs> to the student union, have a few drinks, maybe. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, look, we'll get the whole gang round and it'll be really nice. I'll invite you. We'll get you in uh, to, to the research fellows drinking hall as well, which is especially fun. You know, I can get you on the list. But, but Okay, so we we know what's happened to the professor, but how does this help us with the door? That's the reason we're here. We're trying to find uh, out about this, this scan. Yeah. Um, basically, I I have a theory that I think I know who the banshee possessed person might be. Okay. And uh, I think it's I think it's my because y- you know when uh, I went uh, we went and got that boat anchor and I like, mean I wasn't I, there me, but you I me and Barnaby like went to crash that party and crashed the boat uh, well my friend Flint no, no one actually mentioned any of that I, I know you yeah. got the anchor but no you did a what you crashed a what never mind it's fine it's fine um basically my friend Flint is a spirit, spirit trafficker and he was supposed to help me 
um, with a boat, but when he turned up the the boat, it looked like there'd been a struggle and there was a broken spirit bottle, oh. and it it looked like a banshee had got him. Um, but I think from this, like it basically Flint kind of knows some of the academics here. He's a spirit trafficker, but like like I'm not the only one that knows him here, and he kind of you know suggested I come to this university to I'd... you know. I mean, I did know that the university, I, th- I thought they kept it a bit quieter than this, dealing with spirit traffickers. You know, it's not strictly legal, is it? Well, it's it's not like they don't condone it and they don't use it, but that, you know, occasionally if something, if the spirit traffickers find something that, you know, is legal and they can legally get it, then they'll help them. Um, and then the university kind of overlooks the and- more dodgy parts of... And yet I acquire a couple of corpses from the Resurrection Men. And all of a sudden, I'm hauled before the ethics board. Yeah, but the thing... I... Unbelievable. It's one rule for one, one for another, isn't it? Well, um, it's, it's, it's less about the rule and more about like the, the making sure that no one knows that it's happening. It's, it's kind of like a... It's an open secret, but it is a secret. <laughs> Edvard, for that Resurrection Men um, gag, which really made me laugh, I'm going to give you a free tick on the wonderful Mechanical Man. Hey, uh, yes! Clock. Because I think we all know that somehow those things... Somehow those things are linked. Oh, yeah. Um, it's excellent. Well, Lilith, uh, this theory <sighs> would explain a lot, but it sits very uneasy with you, of course tickling at the edges of your uh, senses is uh, something it's the it's the ghostly equivalent of a strong smell and you remember the final paragraph that you read about um, a distinctive spectral trail mm-hmm. yeah I, I would like to try and like attune to the trail so that we can follow it so if you think but we're able f- to cure this banshee friend of yours you might be able to help us with a demon door problem yeah, like he, he would know. He knows more about the dark side of these things, and these spirit traffickers. They also give us information about how these things work because we we can't we can't experiment with them at the university or properly research them. But uh, sure, we, you, we, sure you can. We hear the st- look. <laughs> look, we just don't want to go all dimmer sisters. Do you, do you think they all talked like that normally? 500 years ago when they set up no that's 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 what a lot of magic seeping into you and like ghostliness seeping into you for years does it's perfectly normal voice actually <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's great perfectly i really want to language. talk like that yeah <laughs> i don't see why everyone's so concerned about it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think i think we need to go i'm gonna try and attune and try and find my friend flint who might be able to help us with this spirit lock uh, because you found that book, you don't even need to roll for this, Lilith. Um, the, now that you know what you're looking for, you can almost see and you can certainly smell this this strong trail. It's your it's your witcher senses, uh, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Kind yeah, of, yeah, you yeah, see, yeah, you yeah, You yeah. see it as it's a, a sort nice of... It's a nice glowy dis- line. <laughs> you see it as a glowy line. That it's a, like I'm walking you, through Albion. <laughs> you click in both <laughs> sticks and you get the... Yeah. The hunting... The red yes, dead hunting yes. overlay. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. And uh, where does this discoloration in the air, this aberration of all that is natural, uh, lead you? Well, it appears to lead uh, away down the corridor in a sort of reckless zigzag pattern from the mm-hmm. from the from the broom. 
closet, Indeed. I should say. Actually, as you follow it, you can you can see more of these claw marks on the walls at places where it looks like something was kind of stumbling into walls and flying. There are even some claw marks on the ceiling. Mm. Um, are we following the trail? Yes, let's follow the trail, but I would also like to warn Edvard. Okay, we're literally going to be following a banshee now, so stay mm. behind me. Right. Can do. I say, flashback. Uh, I did... Um, acquire some of that electroplasmic ammunition after yep. our uh, after our dimmer sisters one. So my hand just moves to the, uh, the the derringer that I have concealed on me, just to just to give it a reassuring pat to make sure cool. it's still there. Yep, tick mm-hmm. off the pistols worth load. Um, but I'm going to say that you didn't even have to do anything, especially to acquire the ammo, because Casimir gave you, Casimir acquired several rounds, and as I recall, Zilla only fired off one into mm. the into the head of Cocker Daniel. So you, yeah, you still have um, uh, five rounds, five rounds mm-hmm. of electroplasmic cool. ammo, let's say. I can't remember if that's exactly right, but that's how many you've got now. As you follow the trail, it, uh, it, it winds down several, stair- several staircases and leads you into uh, the music studies department where there is a large practice hall. Uh, and as you open the door into this large room, currently Ooh. completely empty but it uh, looks like a house. nice boss battle arena <laughs> we have um what are these health packs doing here <laughs> <laughs> we have a sort of uh i guess you would i guess you would you would call it like a modest orchestra pit this place is full of instruments and some rows of seating as well uh for, for an audience um and taking center stage if you will is a huge gong actually from behind this lilith you see some hands just grip around the edge and the very drawn exhausted face of your buddy Flint peeps around and he says Lilith Flint what are you doing stay back stay back I can't control her much longer oh my god okay Flint we're we're gonna do this we're we're gonna help you don't worry I'm so sorry that this has happened to you he sort of falls forward out onto the floor, onto all fours, okay. and just starts kind of dragging himself forward. I didn't mean to kill her. I I know it's fine. It's the banshee. It's the banshee. I understand. We're gonna try and get it out of you. All right. I told her, tie me tight, but it wasn't enough. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. Should we yeah. try and restrain him? Yeah, I would like to. Like, how how close is he to the gong? Oh, um, he's uh, he's just a few feet in front of it at this point. Okay, so I I would like to try and run forward and kind of like I'm, I'm like Flint. I hope this doesn't hurt. And I I run and I would like to just like pin him to the gong and be like Edvard, tie him quick. Like if to you the can, gong. like uh, to he because because it's it sits on uh, like a. It is inside oh. a large wooden frame. A wooden yes. frame. So tie him to the wooden frame. Right, to the I wooden frame. Of... Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'll take off, um, I guess, the climbing gear from my load and use the ropes from that. Before you go ticking off things for certain, Edvard, maybe we should see how Lilith <laughs> does with the, uh, oh, okay. with the running and the grappling. Oh, of course. Okay. So I'm going for like a, a sort of finesse. I'm trying to like catch, catch him off his feet a little bit okay, rather yep. than like a full on wreck yep. um, 
I'm trying to be like a kind of scoop um, and pin. Yeah, um, and I would like to push myself for an extra die. Lovely. Okay. Oh, that's a one and a three. Ooh. Yes. Okay. You um, you go for the scoop and pin, and you you do indeed wrestle him up against the gong, which makes an enormous satisfying. Noise. Dong noise, obviously. Yeah. You hold him there for a moment. <laughs> Literally the noisiest thing in this room you could have pinned him against. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all places empty, you're okay. He locks eyes with you for a moment, Lilith. Your head's very close together. And he goes, You should have run! Uh, huh? He starts to glow and suddenly his face appears to change into that of a a horrifying banshee it's a kind of drawn skin stretched over a skull with big fangs um say say the words lilith with one very strong (laughs) with one long clawed it's nails they're they're fingernails grown to a horrible length it easily just swipes you lilith and sends you flying into some timpanies um with a (laughs) noise Take... <laughs> yeah, it's pr- it's pretty savage. Take level two harm, broken Ow. rib. Oh, um, how now, brown cow? Don't <laughs> do the... get out of here right now. I say, trying frantically to remember the vash move. Yeah, uh, the the banshee having um, sort of dispensed of Lilith, uh, Edvard, its gaze very quickly just. Um, Switches round, bird-like to you. Uh, I would like to try and. I'm gonna. Okay, is there a, like a, a large, a large enough timpani that I could sort of pull across myself and get oh, inside yeah, it, yeah. so it can't hit me? Yeah. There's a. Um, uh, let's say it's a. Let's say there's a, there's a big, big, big marimba. I think. <laughs> I think. Great. Um, I think marimbas are that big enough, and you know, like they're on wheels. Yeah. Um, so you can just. Scoot, scoot it in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you'll have to roll for it, though, obviously. Yeah. Okay, I guess I'm good. I'm calling this a wreck roll because sort of wrecking up the yeah. marimba, pulling it over me to protect oh, yeah. myself. Oh, it's a six. Yes! Oh, yeah, the banshee comes flying in, in the, down towards you. Quick as a flash, Edvard, you scoot this thing over. As you scoot, it kind of flips and upends and forms a perfect defensive shield. The banshee just slams into it, making a kind of, kind of noise. Uh, and, and the long nailed, the clawed hands are kind of like on either side. But um, if I say. You, it, cannot, it cannot get at you. Do something about this banshee. Okay, right. Well, I would like to pick myself up and I would like to whip out my spirit mask to increase my attunement okay which is it's a lovely mardi gras style mask Mm -hmm. uh, from my travels um and and i would also like to get out my lightning hook which is a special weapon in order to deal with their spectral forces and i would like to hook try and hook the banshee away from Edvard. Um, Amazing. And, describe and... describe to me this weapon. Tell me a little bit about it and how it works. Uh, basically, it's it's like a, a sort of, a, a bit like a, a ball and chain. 
but it, it's it's a very 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 long chain and on the end is like this very ornate hook my one is like quite quite an ancient one like not ancient but it's a it's a kind of antique almost the one that i have it's been passed down in my family and it's imbued uh with lightning so that uh it can it, it's it's just constantly like crackling away um once i kind of like activate it like if anyone nice. else picks it up who isn't a whisper it doesn't quite work unless i've already like made it kick into gear so yeah i uh it, it's sort of a kind of like little little bit like a very fancy angry lasso <laughs> nice okay so yeah we're More lasso as someone would say and then so I'd like to just cook. It's it's kind of like a, a shepherd's crook, but way more flexible. Nice, <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. And lightning. <laughs> also, lightning was there. Yeah. Great. Let's get this thing away from yeah. Edvard. Yeah. So I'd like I would like to use kind of my attunement, I suppose, to try and oh yeah, snatch it. Yeah. Six. I got a six. Amazing. Damn. Yeah. You hook this thing around and with a sort of low hum it sings through the air digs this spectral hook into the banshee's shoulder it goes <laughs> and yeah with a with an enormous exertion of both mental and physical will Lilith you just pull your arm down and banshee is indeed whipped back uh, and away not only away from Lilith but um, smashes into a, a drum kit with a <laughs> uh, <sort of> <laughs> yes it yeah, finally um, happened with that six, do, do you think do you think maybe I could also uh, be able to have sort of slightly wrapped it with the chain? Yeah, I think so. A you, little uh, bit, yeah, so you, it's slightly with a with a with a kind of deft aerial winding motion. Yeah, you it's slightly okay. It can move its arms like this, but yeah. uh, it's it doesn't have the full full reach. All right, okay. So I'd like to stare at it and be like you get out of my friend and i say the words the sun the sun so glorious bright an utterly fantastic sight at which did weep and wail the blight <laughs> I, was bas- I was basically right that was basically uh, yeah edvard you did very well honestly you did very well yep is this another role that's the question at this point you're just talking I think you're okay. That six was pretty mighty. Um, yeah, the Banshee, as soon as you start to say the words, it starts shrieking very, very loudly and, and wriggling around and, and rest, kind of trying to resist it, uh, resist the bonds that you've, that you've wrapped it in. But being bound, it can't quite get up or get over to, to you or to Edvard fast enough to um, gut you and kill you before you finish the verse. And as you say the final words, did weep and wail the blight the banshee stops dead crumples down to the ground it opens its mouth and it's every orifice sort of streams with light and with a huge arcane explosion the banshee is uh the banshee is dispelled it's such a huge wave of energy that every instrument is kind of immediately banged against the whatever wall is closest um edvard you're thrown off your feet and um Lilith you managed to you managed to stay standing but um the force blows back your hood whips it back off your head and Edvard seeing this happen you give a gasp of astonishment and why is that Lilith my hair is snakes (laughs) 
I see now why you didn't want me to have any of your hair for my wonderful mechanical man, I say. <laughs> yeah. Probably um, would have been would have been awkward. That's yeah, that's I, fine. I, Everyone's um, got their own their own hairstyles. You know? Side party, mm-hmm. buzz cut, bunch of snakes. Yeah. It's, it, usually people kind of react differently, Edvard. This is this is quite nice and Do you have to feed them? Um no, no, no. They're they 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 are. Uh, I'm 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 part demon myself. Fascinating. So the, these are just a you know outer visualization of that. Right. Uh, it, okay. It, it run it runs in in the family. Um, yeah, we're all, we're all descended from the set. It's, it's um. I'm just sort of studying I, the snakes now, seeing how they work. It, what colour yeah, are they, Lilith, okay. and, and what length? And do they move? Do they wriggle? Do they hiss? Yeah, they move. Like it's it's kind of it's not like they they they're sort of like a little bit iridescent. Um, like they 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 kind of go between green and purple, and like a little bit in between, a little bit silvery at times because they are very like they're not just like regular like kind of cobras or anything. Mm. And they're kind of it's like fairly long, but I like they all keep themselves tucked into any of my clothing and like a lot of them kind of like tend to just hang around here and then I've got a couple that kind of go further down. Yeah, they are, they're kind of like they're all just looking at Edvard quite um inquisitively because they've not they reach into like, my pocket for a peppermint and throw one to see if they catch it. One of them catches it. Yeah. Huh. They do they like they like treats and stuff, but like it, it doesn't. It doesn't really, like, do anything. They'll, they'll have to spit it out. You won't. Oh, won't really. He'll. He'll enjoy it. The taste. Fascinating. Um, anyway, your secret's safe with me, old girl. Don't worry about it. Thank you. Yeah, it's just you know you turn up like I'm not from around here, and you turn up and you come with snake hair, and everyone's like, ooh, she's got snake hair. So I say just no more. Keep the people hood can up. be weird about it. Yeah. Um, should you maybe see to your to your friend? I think he's. Uh, yeah, in a bit I, of a I, bad way. I yeah, I, I I kind of like in the shock of like oh <laughs> oh no. Um, I'm like okay okay right. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go over to Flint and make sure that he's okay and yeah, like, he's um he he is cr- crumpled on the floor but uh, alive. As you roll mm-hmm. him over, he takes a deep breath. <gasps> mm-hmm. Lilith, yeah, Flint, are you okay? I think I'm going to be. Yeah, um, I'll, I, I kind of unwrap the, the the chains around him. I'm like, I didn't. The lightning didn't hurt you too much, did it? Is it okay? Like, it was agonising, Lilith. But I'll be oh. honest, bloody worth it. Good, good. Oh, she's gone. Yeah. Thank she, the gods. Do, do you uh, do you know who it, who it was? Do you have any just any a, in particular? Just just an angry banshee. The spirit I was transporting. I picked her up. I was heading to meet you on the boat. Yeah, I... A moment I, of carelessness. A wave I didn't expect. It just fell out of my bag. And that was that. Oh, man, Flint, I'm oh. so sorry. Like, I, I did look for you. I, I asked around. I, looked, I researched. Like, I've not really dealt with many banshees, so I even, like, went and researched them. And, like, yeah, I'm so sorry that I couldn't find you sooner. I'm so glad that you came here, though, and I was able to help you. And, like... Emily, don't worry about Emmeline. I'm like, we're obviously all heartbroken, um, but we'll do I'm something. I'm so sorry, Lilith. I know you were friends. 
She... You mentioned her name to me. You said she was an expert. I was desperate. She, yeah. Well, we, we were actually... Maybe you can help us. Um, maybe this will, you know, eat, eat, put your mind at ease and take your mind off it. We, we, we were actually going to her because we need to deal with a door. And I see. it's 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 locked with a demon. Not your ordinary door, then. Yeah. Do you know the demon's name? Esketra. Esketra. Yes, rings a bell. Help me back to my lodgings. I may have something that can help you. Okay, so I, I help him up. I lift him up onto my shoulder, like an arm over mine. Sure. With the cursed six 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 engagement roll, uh, you could also get out with um, with with absolutely no. Well, I, no was drama. Going, I was going to say if you want to um, if you want to get him out without anyone noticing, I'm pretty sure I can create a distraction. I say before lighting both confetti cannons and running across the quad, shouting Volusport <laughs> University rules, Volusport yeah. Technical College rules, and then I dunk a <laughs> dunk a traffic cone onto the. Yeah. Statue of the founder's head. You do the, yeah, you, you do this after you emerge from the sort of secret exit, but to to make sure that no one is paying attention to this sort of uh, broken and bloodied flint over uh, yeah, Edvard does this confetti cannon. The blue coat who was stood by the door wakes up and goes, yeah. Get back here! It's for charity, I shout as I <laughs> as I'm running away with the two confetti. Charity, I'll show you charity. Uh, the blue coat is unable to catch you, Edvard. Six 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 the coat engagement role um <laughs> and let's smash cut to flint's lodgings uh he is he is propped up in bed uh recovering and he's pointed to a to a book on his, on his shelf that when you when you pull it down um it's a book of demonology and it does contain uh, uh, uh an entry on the named demon esketra mm-hmm. here's what you learn uh esketra is a demon that may uh, um this demon may appear as a bundle of shambling rags it summons clutching shadows that confuse and terrify any beings other than its masters a brilliantly bright light immediately deployed will dispel those shadows making it momentarily vulnerable to banishment or capture this is the intel you gather and i think we'll call it there great work great amazing solving of murder mystery yeah Yeah. i love solving murders thanks for the cool ghost murder mystery luke oh man you're so welcome looping ghosts Mm. is all i want in fiction now forever (laughs) Any down any downtime business? We um, I, would I think like we to took... heal. <laughs> like to heal. Oh yes, of course, because you were so badly hurt. Um, so badly hurt. Okay, well, um, you know what you could do mm-hmm. if you use, or if you were to tactically use your downtime activities to improve the healer. Yeah. Uh, situation first. Yeah. That might pay off in the in the long okay. run. Okay. Okay, I might do that then. I think at this point, anything you roll on the better doctor. Um, is good. Okay. It's gonna, gonna take it. All right. So there's a three, and I'm gonna do two. I'm gonna do two, and a one. Ah, okay. Um, well, that will. You know what? I'm just gonna fill this clock. What the heck? It's done. <gasps> uh, yeah. You um, <laughs> you now have a you now have a new healer. It's um, it's 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 Casimir's vet. Um. Yes. When you uh, when you when you make it back to Eleanor's largely legal antiques, uh, he's actually waiting there, and uh, and he says, "Look, what your what your friend uh, approached me about. Um, well, my financial situation has gotten a little tighter since. So, uh, if you ever need, you know, uh, amending, which if you don't mind my saying, it looks like you might mm-hmm. come by my uh, come by my surgery, and I can 
I can do what I can to patch you up. So yeah, if you wanna, uh, if you wanna use your other role for um, for recovery, Lilith, you can. Okay. Do that. Also, if I so I rolled two, I rolled two dice for that. Oh, the first dice filled the clock. Oh, the first dice filled yeah, the clock. Yeah, cool, yeah. cool. So you're, for your second downtime action, yeah, you can roll to recovery. And now, uh, roll two dice instead of just one. And yes. take the best result. So you will recover a bit faster. A five! A five, amazing. Uh, that is two segments filled. So yes. tick two segments on your healing clock. Mm. Edvard, how about you? What's your downtime looking like? Let me improve this mechanical man. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to okay, cool. try and infuse it with an animus, a soul. And having oh. seen the way that ghosts inhabit bodies, I've, ooh, I've got some ideas. Okay, cool. Roll me for that. I guess that would be Tinker, wouldn't it? Yep, here comes the Tinker roll. It's a two and a five. So take the five, which fills two. A mechanical man coming together. Coming One, together. two, three, four... That is five. Five bits of the clock now filled. The mechanical man now, when you switch it on, um, it, it it doesn't so much scream and beg for death. It, it just sort of moans in a grumpy way. Kind of like, oh. Now, why is it doing that? I <laughs> this, this is certainly progress. Mm. Um, you've got one other downtime activity, um, um, Edvard, if you... Uh, okay, I'll try and knock off some stress then. Um, okay. What's your stress level at now? Uh, five. Five. Oh, wait, okay. No, cool. I added. I added one, didn't I, for the group? Oh uh, yeah. For the yeah. So six. What's your vice again? How are you indulging? Uh, it's weird. So I will be attending. <laughs> it's weird, man. I will be attending a séance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, don't let us get in your way. Of the three attributes that you have, which is your lowest? Uh, it's resolve resolve okay so roll me uh, make me a roll for that if you how many dots do you have in it i've only got one in dot in resolve okay so that's a so that's a 1d6 yeah indulgent roll and clear stress equal to the result <laughs> it's only a one. Oh, okay uh, it's a bad seance yeah um yeah, yeah i could it, see the guy had one of those little electric things under the table and yeah the, the yeah. ectoplasm was clearly just cornstarch and water you've yeah, spotted it I, a mile I off told um, you that, it, yeah. they're all all crooks yeah. <laughs> Very unsatisfying. But Esketra information gathered. So great work, both of you. Uh, if you enjoyed watching this, then we do other tabletop stuff. We play uh, Dungeons and Dragons over on Outside Xbox, as you're, as you're doubtless aware. Mm -hmm. There's also um, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast available yes, wherever you get your yes. podcast if you search for Ox Adventure. Thanks very much, folks. Thanks both. That was excellent, excellent role playing and mystery solving. Aww, we will see you next time for more Ox Venture Presents Plays in the Dark back in Fortnite. Bye. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap on Murder at Volusport Academy, a Blades in the Dark adventure. A fun little murder mystery, I thought. And yeah, uh, Lilith really got a chance to shine in this one, which was uh, which was nice. And uh, a kind of terrifying boss fight against a demon in a, in a music room which um gave me big like luigi's mansion vibes which i really like and there was the the revelation of lilith's snake hair as well that was cool i had forgotten that that wasn't widely known because i mm. remember ellen telling us that quite early on in the sort of character ideation process yeah and um and then you forgot yeah and then I forgot and I was like, oh, we don't, oh, we don't know that. We don't know about the snake hair. Yeah. So. I think Capellanaga means snake hair in like Italian oh, or something. Oh man. 
well, that's on us then for not figuring for that not out. Picking that sooner. Up. But yeah, I yeah. thought I thought that Edvard's reaction to that would obviously just be sort of fascination and like, oh, this is interesting. I've not heard of this before. I'd like to study this. So yeah, that's I played that's the way I played that that revelation, which um I thought was true to the character, but it was also quite a yeah. nice a nice character moment for the two of them. Plus Edvard was just being a ridiculous uh former university prankster throughout the whole thing. It's like I knew a few people at university whose main reason for going to university seemed to have been to do pranks. doing pranks for charity. It was for, it was for oh, charity. Oh, like rag week stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to put traffic cones on all the statues for charity. And you're like, How okay. do you monetize that for charity, though? Well, I don't think they ever did collect any money for charity. <laughs> there was always the intention to, at some point, collect money for yeah. charity, but it mostly involved glitter cannons and uh, traffic yeah. cones. Well, you know, different people get different things out of their yeah. um, higher education. How about that engagement role as well? Six, 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 six. The devil's yeah, roll. It's going to happen. The devil's I mean, roll. The, the odds are low. The odds, in fact, are, what was it? One out of six times one out of six times one out of six. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a very, very low. <laughs> yeah. It happened. That's, yeah. But it happened. Like, to express it as a percentage, it would be... Like 0.4%, Damn. I think, 0.5%, round it up. But that's good Good for us, like three crits on the engagement roll. We just walked walked straight in there. Perfect. If you're a Lilith fan, then you got to come back next week and listen to the Oxventure podcast because we've got a wedding episode hey, coming up. Back to it's back Lilith. Wedding, is that is, with you? Yeah. Lilith and Zilla for the first time. Lily and, a... Lily and Zilly, the, yeah. the forgotten dimmer Zilly. sisters. Yeah, exactly. We're going on an adventure, going on a wedding adventure. Excellent. Um, yeah, so come on back for that. Uh, we've also got a new Oxventure today on the channel, um, youtube.com forward slash Oxventure, uh, in which we continue uh, the extinction arc. We're in a necromancy-powered animal sanctuary, Yeah. if you haven't been watching. And it's very Jurassic there's Park, secrets. basically. It's, it is... <laughs> it is very Jurassic Park, yes. But in a non-infringing way. I would like to yeah. make that clear. Like in Nothing a, has in been a Dungeons and Dragonsy legally distinct yeah. way. So that's today. And then as Jay mentioned earlier, next week we will have our live show um from PAX East, which we'll need to come up with a name for. Probably some pine around Egbert atrocities. I imagine. Easy. Is what we'll be yeah. going for. Yeah. We so, can't have used all of them already. No, right. Surely not. <laughs> Surely not. I'd like to I'd like to thank everyone who's left a review recently for mm. the Oxventure D&D podcast, especially Timbercats, who wrote recently, the best podcast ever. Hey. I praise indeed. Have well, you listened to all the podcasts? There are thanks. lots of podcasts. Thanks, Timbercats. Timbercats says, I like the Oxventure podcast because they're always so funny, especially Egbert. So <laughs> do with that. There you go. Want. Well, yeah, look forward to next <laughs> especially week. Especially Egbert. Yeah. Um, you can leave uh, reviews on Spotify now. Or you can leave. Can like, you? Li- you can like leave little comments. Um, oh, that's yeah, new. Which is that's new. They new have to be me. approved by the podcaster, but it's oh, only just I come see. in in the last few weeks. So maybe oh, well, to, if I'll you're on, doing that, if you're on Spotify, maybe drop a little comment on there as well. Yeah, you could be the first. Yeah. I don't know if anyone has. I haven't checked. This is a new feature. Yeah. For me, I was looking at just at the Apple Podcasts reviews. So yeah, yeah, get in there. You could be the first to write something about Oxventure on Spotify. Yeah, imagine that. What a treat. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this time. Thanks for listening so much to the Oxventure D&D podcast. And we'll catch you next time for more D&D. Have a great week, folks. Podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.